Hi, and welcome to Dad Flies Too Close to the Sun, DFCS for short. He's Rod. He's Josh. Each episode, one of us will pick a question that the other has no prior knowledge of. Topics can range from the deep to the truly mundane, and we'll do our best to answer them the way only a father and son know how, by talking over each other and never admitting the other's right. We hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back. Now for a while, we've been covering different topics, but we thought just to mix it up, maybe once every five episodes or so, we would think about a fictional story that we could do together. I'll let Josh explain a bit more about it. Well, ever since I was in high school and I'd been getting older, me and Dad have always talked about wanting to write something together, produce a book, a children's book, something like creative and fictional, but we never really got around to it or, you know, it never really lined up time-wise. And so we had the idea that while we were doing this, this podcast, that it might be nice to kind of try and work in this kind of old creative idea that we had had. So something to do together. Um, And obviously with Joshua being off in America, that becomes a little bit more difficult. But hopefully we can get the threads of the ideas for the book together, our story. And so each kind of episode, it'll almost be like a radio show from like the 1930s where each episode is still a continuation of the same sort of story. So we'll try and start today with just maybe some basic ideas. Yeah, bare bones kind of stuff and then try and flesh that out as we go along through each episode. And I suspect what you'll find is because we're fans of things like horror and sci-fi, that the ideas will probably resonate with other things that people have read or seen or just ideas that we are interested in. So I was thinking, and it might be that what you're actually hearing is just a discussion between us trying to agree on one idea, one very small bit of the um, Yeah, so story. maybe the... the- the, the way when we do this these episodes won't be very much different from the rest of the podcast. No. Yet, who knows? And we'll end up digressing into other things, I suspect. But I thought to start, um, possibly, it's the kind of, I was wondering about a sort of dystopian story. When you're talking about that, are you talking about, is it going to be set on like Earth as it is now? And is it a dystopian that's off in the future from our current time? Or is it something like, set on a different kind of earth and so it's a dystopian set in the past and there's like prehistoric stuff still being used so uh, when i was thinking about that i was waiting for josh to say is that in the future or the past our thinking often aligns in these things so i hadn't really had a thought because i guess it's a joint process about what we do but what would your preference be do you have any thoughts on that when i think of dystopian things i always kind of there's so much dystopian like I guess media, I don't really know how to describe it. And so I wonder if perhaps what will come actually, now that I even though I've brought up the question, is we should think about what type of dystopia and that will help us decide better because is it that, you know, some sort of apocalypse happened, pandemic, a zombie apocalypse, nuclear, uh, you know, nuclear holocaust, something else, alien, all that sort of other things. Yeah. Or if it was, say, set in the past, would it be something like, it's not necessarily dystopian, but say it's like tribal life, and as a result, even just one war, two tribes warring with each other makes another tribe's world dystopian, or something like that, you know? Yeah, and actually thinking back to our discussion on aliens, where it might have been that something came to Earth on a meteorite and then mixed 
with humans anyway. It might be that the aliens are the humans, but that's just an idea. Um, I, I guess in my head was talking, I hadn't really thought about the scenario of it, just the kind of visual um, sort of darkness, smoke, or possibly punk rocky, neon, a little bit Victorian maybe. So like steampunky, yeah. Yeah, V for Vendetta kind of. So um, I wonder if perhaps being dystopian, what could be an interesting thing is that nobody knows how the world became this sort of way. So like in, in Viva Vendetta and stuff like that, um, they kind of touch on things about like there was a plague, uh, America's in disarray, that sort of thing. But you don't really get like a full sense or scope of how the world has become like it has. Yeah. And so perhaps that's an interesting and often less touched upon way of doing a apocalypse dystopia. The world still goes on and people still exist, maybe living in cities or towns or whatever, but nobody knows. Or there's so much misinformation put out by whoever's in charge that, yeah. like, if you, you know, in the hypothetical world we're creating, if you walk down the street and talk to four other people, they'll tell you, oh, you know, the reason that nobody can go to the Western world anymore is because it was nuked. Oh, it was because there was a plague. Oh, it was because it just sank into the sea. You know, like, there's that could be an interesting so thing to play So that could be a theme that runs through it is people questioning why it's happened. Yeah, and how, like, the propaganda... I, I, I always find propaganda particularly is, interesting. So what um, you're to, um, touching on, though, is if we're talking propaganda, then there's got to be someone producing that propaganda. And see, this is, this is another thing. I, when I was thinking about cities or towns, that kind of sparked an idea in my head. I think what may be quite interesting and maybe a little different would be a story set in some sort of dystopian world or apocalyptic world or whatever, but set in like a small town. Because like you always get stuff where it's like, like the Resident Evil movies, they're always in cities. World War Z, pretty much the, the majority yeah. of it is spent in the city. There are some films like The Crazies. The Crazies, That's yeah. That's in the sort of countryside. Or but I don't mean like the countryside. What I mean is like, not to give away where we live, but like a small town, right? You know, relatively seventeen thousand people. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. It could be interesting a story about that kind of small town propaganda that like people know about. If you ever live in like, I'm sure it's almost universal, small town America, small town Scotland, wherever that um, you know, there's people always vying to be like the in charge person in the town, the councillor or the community group that's got the most power. Yeah. And so it could be interesting about, like, you know, the apocalypse or whatever happened, and then instead of it being about a big totalitarian government regime like it is in View of Vendetta, it's about the local florist getting together with the butchers and then those two have yeah. you know, become the head of Or the... what about... Because then what might become important if the world in some way is not as it it is now it could be like an autistic 12 year old because they're the person who's most got control of technology i would maybe shy away from that in the sense that it's a bit like midsummer and a bit like those other kind of wrong turn and a lot of the kind of stuff not necessarily apocalyptic oh like the the village and stuff like that yeah that's a much like, smaller scale though. yeah where these they, where they've lauded these kind of people with like cognitive uh, disabilities or physical deformities or something like that i I wonder if perhaps that's not necessarily representative of like 
what small towns are really like. You know, if you think about like no, but that's kind of the point. Things have changed, and okay, they don't have to be an artistic, but it could just be that someone who is into ham radio, and that's one of the last forms of technology that still exists. It's just if say if say we did it small town, and obviously we're just talking about setting in this episode. But they still had the technology to like reach each other, like reach other places. To me, that stinks off the government's going to move in at some point. Like in, Do- in Dawn of the Dead, which is, we talked about Dawn of the Dead in one of the other episodes, do they not try and reach the military and stuff like that through like ham radios and all those sorts of things? Well, they, they actually start out in a town, don't they? And they're part police force and things like that. And then they decide to get out of the most populated bit. Yeah, and I wonder if, just for the purposes of doing it in this podcast and the format we're doing it in, if it muddies the waters a bit too much and makes the story a bit too complicated, if it feels like this town can be reached. Yeah, by I wonder has there ever been a sort of anything too famous about a dystopian village? I don't know. I guess, like, again, spoiling end Night Shyamalan's The, the Village. The Village is the, the right yeah. one thing of they kind of make that out like it's dystopian but then it's obviously not because they're in this village all, yeah, um, I there's guess the I'm monsters thinking of our stuff like that steampunky neon kind of look it would be quite interesting to have a village that had that kind of look yeah well like an old kind of well, be 1920s yeah, yeah Victorian kind I, of era Victorian. so that would be maybe slightly earlier than that but I, I suppose um, Victorian era buildings Steam would probably have been a byproduct that they would have maybe. Oh, if, so maybe like a factory town. Yeah, maybe like a, one a like factory um, town. I'm trying to think. Is I don't remember the town, but um, like Leeds or something like that is not. Is, they're not very. They're like a factory city or something. There's like that. probably lots of them. In yeah, the olden days. So maybe such. like a factory town where, like, so whatever happened, right? This this town was going about its business, and it's one of these towns where, you know, the majority of people are employed by this factory or the factory kind of esque facilities that they've built and stuff like that. And the kind of apocalypse happened and the kind of world's fallen apart and like, you know, technologies just stopped working or whatever technology they yeah. had in whatever year we set it in. And so it's hard to kind of communicate between other things. And so the foreman or the you know, the boss of the company who was there at the time or whatever has almost taken charge because you know, the whole world hasn't fallen apart so much people don't care about property value and owning things. And so because he owns the factory and owns a lot of the village or the town, he's the one in charge. And so instead of a massive figure... Although that's always the case in a lot of these kind of stories, the local business owner's always in charge. So I think that's... It it doesn't have to be the business owner, though. It could be... Like, I'm saying the owner as in if he was in town for the day kind of thing. It could be that the foreman at the start of it it's a little cliched, but I guess if you think about it realistically, the person who has the whole workforce behind them of factory workers and stuff like that probably would be the one in charge. Yeah, potentially. Or there'd be a little power struggle for that. I don't know. I don't know. I like. So we kind of agreed that perhaps not the era, but the style of Victorian era. Yeah, kind of pseudo, pseudo-Victorian township. A sizable set of houses, but not so big that it becomes like a city kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that gives yeah. you some scope for what's happening in the town. So we kind of agreed on that look. But a small town, ordinarily flats and houses wouldn't have neon on them. So given it that kind of neon steampunk sort of Victorian look to a small town, 
might be quite interesting. Well, yeah, I guess I guess that goes into if it was say a factory town, what does this factory produce? You know, Las Vegas. Uh huh. Is it perhaps like? say, a town outside Las Vegas. I can't think of one on the top of my head in Nevada. Yeah. But, like, another town, you know, a lot of what they produce, say, in factories or whatever, goes to Vegas. Like, it's their neon signs and stuff like that. So oh, that would world... definitely give it a cool look. Yeah, so that? when the world kind of fell apart and people stopped ordering all these yeah. things or whatever, the town... There's an overflow of this stuff. Yeah. They'd be out in car parks. Yeah, exactly. like, say, perhaps the, the crazy factory owner was like, we're not going to stop producing this stuff because somebody's going to buy it eventually. Yeah. He, like, he went and normality. Yeah, and so there's just this overabundance of, like, weird diner signs and stuff in neon. Yeah, Because, like, like, I don't know, I, I think it could be a little over the top, but perhaps that's what makes it more of an interesting story. Is the, like, and we'll maybe go into this next episode about the character, you know, what kind of, kind of people populate this town. But perhaps the people themselves contrast their surroundings a lot. Perhaps they're very droll and stuff like that, a lot of them, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, perhaps they dress like Victorians. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, workmen and stuff like that. But uh, I think, you know, we've got we've covered a good minute on the setting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, perhaps next time, uh, five episodes time, we'll cover characters. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening.